Hello and welcome to Season 8 of How to Start Up, a podcast for anyone starting a company. Hosted by me, Juliet Fallowfield, founder of PR, communications and podcast consultancy, Fallowfield & Mason. It's more important than ever for businesses to incorporate sustainable and ethical practices into their products and services. Not only is this morally the right thing to do, but it also makes commercial sense as customers become more discerning with who they spend their money with. As we enter this eighth season, I wanted to hear from successful founders on how they have built sustainability and ethicality into their businesses and how new founders can follow in their footsteps to build the next generation of responsible companies. With Bernardo's reporting that on average, clothing items are only worn seven times before they are thrown away, the fashion industry is clearly responsible for overproduction and excessive use of resources. However, many emerging brands are encouraging their customers to shop more mindfully to reduce their personal environmental impacts so I was keen to speak to an expert to find out more. In this episode, I speak with the founder of the eponymous fashion brand, Aoife McNamara, who has always placed transparency at the centre of her business. In contrast to fast fashion brands, she prioritises quality over quantity and encourages customers to care for their garments to make them really last. Aoife shares advice on building an environmentally transparent fashion business and how important transparency and sustainability are to her customers. Hi, Eva. It's wonderful to have you on How to Start Up today. Thank you for your time. It would be great if you could kick off with a brief introduction as to who you are and a bit about the business that you started. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, yeah, so just a bit about me. So I'm the founder and CEO of Eva McNamara. We use ethical materials and innovation to create women's wear clothing. And I suppose a big part for us is our ambition is to redesign the fashion industry to offer transparent, regenerative and circular fashion where there is no waste. Um, and we're based in Ireland in, in a day village in County Limerick. We have a lovely little touch cottage here. Yeah, that's just a bit about myself. And why did you start your business? So I suppose I set up in, it was 2019. And I suppose I was working abroad. I was working in New York with Marc Jacobs. I was working in Paris. And I think for me, uh, when I was working in Paris, um, I just didn't find the brands that I found aligned with my vision and my my curiosity and my my want to do better and I think that was a big big I suppose shift in my career in my what I was wanting to do so I came home in 2019 and I decided to set up my own brand um so yeah it happened very organically but it was definitely from the mindset of I want to do better I know I can do better for the environment um with the fashion brand so yeah I love that because a lot of people say, oh, we're a sustainable business. We're all about sustainability. But for you, it's bigger than that. It's I want to do better. It's much, much bigger than just being sustainable. But why does that matter to you? Yeah, so I suppose for me, it definitely started when I was a child. I've always been obsessed with being in nature, being outdoors. Um, all of our summers were spent in the seaside or spent by the by the ocean. Um, so I've always had a natural love for nature and natural want to protect it and then it was only when I went to fashion college in 20 I graduated 2018 so I was there in 2014 um that I realized that the fashion industry is the second biggest polluter behind the oil industry in the world I was I couldn't believe it I didn't I just didn't even know that was a thing I didn't even know the fashion industry had impacts on the environment so when I figured that out I was like okay I have to do something we have to do something why is everybody still producing fast fashion, what is going on? So for me, it started at a young age, um, I suppose, with my love for the environment. And then 
when I figured out the impacts it had, it all just stemmed from there. And so a lot of people talk about sustainability. What does that mean to you? I think for me, um, sustainability really means putting the planet first. So it means choosing earth logic and not growth logic, um, which is really hard when you're starting a business um, because everything is 10 times more expensive, 10 times longer, 10 times harder. But again, it's back to my why and my mission. And it's so ingrained in my belief in what I'm doing. So it's really putting the planet and people at the forefront of every decision we make. Um, And for me, that was really championing Ireland, championing local and really figuring out how we can work as much as we can with local materials, local producers. Um, So, yeah, for me, sustainability really means um, putting all of that first and believing in earth logic and not growth logic. Given you just mentioned starting a business, everything's much more expensive. Time is poor, resources are poor, budgets are poor. How would you encourage a new founder to take that commitment? It's tough. Um, It's definitely tough. I think sustainability has to nearly, like it really has to be ingrained in your belief because it's not easy um, to to choose that path in business. As you know yourself, It, it makes everything 10 times harder. But I think it's really believing in yourself and knowing that like it will make change and we've seen it in our business like people are starting to choose more sustainable garments and wanting to learn more like I feel like half my role is is an educator half my role is a designer so a big thing in what we're doing is educational events at the moment as well so I think it's you have to so strongly believe in your why and then you have to bring people with you along the way so yeah it's it's not easy um don't go into thinking that it's going to be easy but um it's all worth it And that's really interesting because, I mean, my background was in fashion brands as well. And I used to work for the luxury ones like Chanel. And seasonally, you'd have eight collections a year. And fashion is known for having that turnover of collections. How have you managed to establish, given your passion was fashion as well, how have you managed to marry the two together to have the fashion and, say, newness and encouraging people to buy product, but dovetail that into your sustainability core value? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, so for us, we don't create seasonally. So we create um, around two collections a year, but we bring them out on our own time frame. So we're not we're not in sync with the fashion seasons or anything like that. We don't believe in creating a garment just for autumn, winter or just for spring, summer. I believe that every garment can last all year round. Um, and that's really how we design. It's, it's so important to have garments like that because get more wear out of them yeah I know nobody wants something that's going to sit in their wardrobe so yeah for us that's just a big belief in in our design philosophy so it's really like I suppose you have to try and incorporate every single aspect into that the design side of it then so it's working backwards nearly from all of it if you're not going to do seasonal clothes how are we going to make them that people want to buy them all year so then you're going back to the fabrics you're going back to the cut um so yeah it's all incorporated in it so every detail down down to the pipeline to what you're saying yeah. about fabrics and spending that time. And I presume you found now economies of scale that have helped you find those efficiencies and you, you've done it for a while and you know what you're doing. You know where to go to look for those answers. So have there been people along the way that have given you some great advice of where to seek those answers? Absolutely. I'm still learning. <laughs> we actually just, so we just spent four years in business last week and I feel like I'm, I've still only started I feel like I've so much to learn but I'm also so proud of how far the brand has come in in only four years um so 
Absolutely. You you have to be curious. You always have to ask questions, learn as much as you can, take what you want from, from everyone. But of course, there's been so many mentors that I still have to this day um, guiding me along the path who I go to for different things. So I think it's so important to have people like that, especially through business, have a board of advisors, have those mentors that you know who to go to. Um, yeah, they've been brilliant for me. How did you find them and how did you vet them? Because I, our very, very, very first episode was how to get a mentor and it was something that someone said you need a mentor and I was like well, why and they and I, how do I find them how do I know they're right for me like do you have any advice around that yeah I think so for me there's a few different ways that I've found them throughout the years like when I started off like my very first year it was we have a thing here in Ireland it's called your local enterprise office or enterprise Ireland and they sort of have a group of mentors who have already gone through the business journey and we'd sort of work with them but in the past few years, it's actually been more so people in the industry. So actually McDonald, she's actually worked with Dior and she's working with Pooch at the moment, but she's a huge mentor to me and Chupi Sweetman, she's a, she's a jewelry brand here in Ireland. So there's different, I suppose, I have a few mentors and they all help me with different areas. Um, finding them is hard, but I think they do, the more you, I suppose, even um, networking and going to different events and different talks for businesses and there's even where I'm on another program for going for growth here in Ireland so I think you just have to be you have to look out there and see what's happening for businesses because there's so many different courses you can go on or especially here in Ireland I'm sure there is globally as well that that want to help you and people who've gone through this and, and gone through the ups and downs and understand how hard it is and they want to help so just look and see what's out there in your country for us we've loads but I've definitely learned if you just put your hand up and ask for help, people are really happy to be Absolutely. asked. Everyone has gone through it. It's, yeah. So like they, everyone wants to help. So yeah, just asking the question and the worst they can say is no. So exactly. If you don't ask, you don't get. And I think that's definitely another learning I've had when you're at the coal face and you're, you're the vulnerable one as a founder, you get really comfortable with being really uncomfortable <laughs> and it's totally yes. normal every day. You're like, I have absolutely no idea what happened to today. It was meant to be this and now it's that. And is there advice for somebody who wants to go into the fashion sector of like good resources they should start learning from if they're not quite ready to take the leap yet? Is there, is there some prep work they could be doing before they take the leap? Yeah, absolutely. I interned for, so when I was in college, I was interning. When I was out of college, I was interning. Like go to the designers you love, who you want to learn from, who you adore um, and intern with them, learn from them. Um, that's what I did for literally like two years after college. Um, I just interned in loads of different houses. I was trying to figure out even what exact area I wanted to go in. So I think interning is so important and learning from them. And then um, the other thing is I did even courses, um, small courses in sustainability in Central St. Martins um, and in Ireland, which were brilliant. Um, and also learning, I suppose, your knowledge is power. Like So like whatever you want to learn, you really have to push yourself to know if you want to be the best in sustainability. You have to educate yourself and push yourself the hardest to be the best in sustainability. So you have to know and educate yourself on that. So it's it's not easy. So for me, it's, it's all those different areas and encompassing them. And you have to be really curious, I think, is a really important area as well with sustainability. It's responsibility as well. A lot of people said to me, as long as you're okay with the roller coaster and the weight of responsibility, 
you'll be fine. And I was like, I'm definitely not okay with the roller coaster. I'm accepting of it. But the responsibility, I'm weirdly all right with because like, I have put myself in this position. I've chosen to be here and mm-hmm. I will deal with that responsibility. But with support, with a mentor, with a coach, with a great accountant, with an amazing team, you know, all the people yeah. around me to help. How do you manage that responsibility to your clients, to your team and also to the environment? Yeah, so for me, I suppose it's nearly going back to me as a child. And it's so, I suppose, the want to do better for the environment is so ingrained in me as a person that the responsibility, it is a heavy weight on your shoulders, but it does come naturally in another way. So I feel like for me, I wouldn't do it any other way. Um, It's so important what decisions we make as a sustainable fashion house because the consumers believe in what we're doing is right. So you have a heavy weight on your shoulders, but we believe in every decision that we're making, like we're going for B Corp at the moment and will actually be one of the first B Corp fashion houses in Ireland, which is so exciting. So for us, it's really figuring out how we can really showcase to our consumers that we are trying our hardest. And, you know, this isn't just something that marketing purpose, it's so ingrained in what we're doing, what we're trying to do and what we believe in. So yeah, I think responsibility for us, it's hard, but it's so important that we're show up, showing up to our customers in the right way. Did you at the beginning set out mission and your vision and uh, really hone that and that's something you you committed to? And if you did, how did you go about doing that? Absolutely. I, I suppose it's like your business plan at the start of a business. You, you, it's sort of in one direction and then it takes 10 different legs. Um, but we did. We honed in on our, our mission and our vision and what we see the company being. Like I have, I the past, since day one, I've always set out like a, a one-year roadmap, a three-year roadmap. And again, like it always takes a different direction. But I think it's really important to to know the end goal. Um, even for us, having 100% circular garments, having 100% sustainable materials, all these are huge stepping stones. And we're we're still at we're at 70% sustainable materials at the moment, which is so exciting. But it's really trying to figure out how you can have that roadmap and have that, I suppose, those little steps, those little action steps to get to your bigger mission. And knowing that is so important because if you're clear on your why and if you're clear on where you see the end goal being, I think that's half the battle because you know every decision you want to make in that direction. And when you onboard new team members as well, they can be part of that and know yeah. why you're striving. We find it, we work with clients a lot on, on their vision and mission before we work on their PR because mm-hmm. it just helps every decision that they have to make. It's like, do we want to work with that supplier? Do they fit within our vision and mission? No, it's a no, it's a quick decision. You save time. Yeah. It's weird if you do that work at the get-go. Um, so how does your brand work in tandem with and respect nature? I'd love to know more details as to how, because that was originally how you grew up when you were passionate about the planet and nature. Like, how are you working with it now? Yeah, so I, a big part for me is my, all my inspiration comes from nature. So um, it's literally where I find all my inspiration for every season. It's out in nature. I live in County Clare, the west coast of Ireland. So it's a beautiful part of Ireland. And it's out by the, the cliffs of Moher, which you might might know of um, for a lot of people. But I live out there. So I'm always in comp- surrounded by nature and immersed in nature whenever I even start my design process. So that's a big part in my inspiration with nature. But for us, it's really figuring out how we can have more 
when it comes to even chemical dyes, how we can use more natural dyes and so we're not polluting our river streams with chemical dyes. So it's really making small little steps along the way. So stepping away from polyester, what other materials can we use other than a polyester and man-made fibre, which if it goes into the into the environment, it'll never break down. So how can we use a natural fibre instead of using that? So for us, it's looking at Irish wools, Irish linens, organic cottons, which we're trying to step away from as well. But we also actually had a really exciting collaboration with Pyrotex and we're using a seaweed fiber. Um, so the cellulose fiber of the seaweed plant mixed with an organic cotton. So that was a huge and very exciting project for us that just launched at the start of this year. So it's really bringing in innovation when it comes to, to more sustainable materials. And we find materials are one of the biggest parts um, in our, I suppose, life cycle. When we do our life cycle and analysis of our garments, materials seem to be the biggest polluter and for us it's really trying to figure out how we can change that so that's one of the steps that we're doing amazing so the importance of supply chain transparency is really bedded in as well absolutely yeah yeah it's huge and I think a big part of like for us we find supply chain transparency is a lot of our customers don't even know where their garments are made what their garments are made of who made their garments. So I think for us, supply chain transparency comes back to us being educators and us inspiring and I suppose teaching our consumers how the garment was made, what it was made of. So that's a huge project we're working on at the moment. I mentioned life cycle analysis there a second ago, and that's something we're really diving into this year is literally like you're able to look at the garment, you can see exactly where it's made, the amount of carbon it emitted, um, what it's made of, who made it. Um, so that's a huge part of and a very exciting part of what we're doing at the moment. So yeah, it's really about being transparent with our supply chain and showing our customers what we're doing. And what's the feedback been like from customers? Yeah, no, it's amazing. So uh, with our, we have such a beautiful community here in Ireland and we have in our Tatch Cottage in Adair Village in County Limerick, we have community events. So they go from conscious movement mornings to educating on natural dyeing to educating on mending to how to sew. So for us, our consumers love the educational aspect. And that's really like, for me, that's so exciting. If someone doesn't even buy a garment and if we're educating them, that's like the most exciting thing in the world because they leave that room in our cottage understanding more about the impacts the environment the fashion she's having on our environment so for us that's a huge part in how we work with our consumers um is the educational events well it's incredible because you tell 10 people or 20 people they then tell another 20 people they yeah. then the, the economies of scale in terms of that message getting out there and if they've had that experience and we always talk about brand experience being so important because it gives them a memory and then they'll tell and tell and tell and tell and it's spreading the word even wider so congratulations that's such an amazing thing to commit to because again when you haven't got much time because you're running your business to invest in that but I I'm I mean, I'm getting a feeling from you that you get a lot of love back from it as well it's not just about business it's it's the emotional connection you have with the customers as well Absolutely. Yeah. And we've even gone as far to go into, um, we have our retreats. So we do weekend retreats now, they're rewilding retreats. So we bring away our customers for a full weekend and we go to one of the most beautiful places in Ireland, Finlock in County Fermanagh, and it's immersed in nature. Um, and it's all about rewilding. So reconnecting with nature, switching off because really I feel, I feel like a huge part of buying sustainable clothes is also to become a conscious consumer and understand why you're buying sustainable clothes so for me 
that was a huge part in trying to figure out how I could educate and inspire the consumers to understand to have that conscious mindset to actually even purchase sustainable clothes for so for me this is the rewilding retreats and we're on to our second one at the moment this September so yeah that's another huge um, area that we're focusing on. And not that it should be commercial, but actually it's an incredible organic marketing campaign in the sense that you're generating such insane content that's so shareable, it's spreading the message even further. So from a marketing, my putting my day job hat on, that's very, very smart. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> How challenging has it been for you to assess the integrity of your supply chain? It's tough. It's tough, especially when you're working with, I suppose, even older supply chains, um, say um, older manufacturing houses or older weaving houses, and they might not have the exact all the systems in place. Um, so for us, our supply chain, it's really we've put sort of we've put systems in place, especially with B Corp now that they have to align to certain standards and certain certifications. So for us, it's really trying to see what certifications our, our manufacturers have or our weaving facilities have and then only work with the suppliers that do. Um, so yeah, supply chain's a really tricky one and we're still figuring it out. Um, yeah, stepping stones is how we're going with that. <laughs> and that's it. It's just um, done is better than perfect and a step in the right yeah. direction is better than not taking one at all mm-hmm. we're in the midst of being assessed for b corp as well and i'm just quietly grateful that we're a service-based business and not a product-based business because the amount of more work that you have to do from a product-led business is is amazing but it's an incredible framework to give you ideas of things especially as a new founder things that you might have missed in just general business practice of policies and um education for the teams and things like that it's it's I've loved going through it, even if we don't get it this year, because it's just informed me and educated me of how we can do better for the next time. And again, tell other people that we're working with and other clients that we meet. So fingers crossed for you too. How can founders scale fashion brands in an environmentally responsible way whilst remaining profitable? Because this is a big one in the sense that B Corp, we know you put planet and people above profit. How would you conquer that scaling aspect is it just getting things really right at the get-go so when you grow quickly you've got that foundation yeah I think that's it I think it's all about the groundwork and the base you put into the company so like finding those finding the right materials finding the right buttons zips like having all of that in place and putting so much work into that product analysis that you know that that is the most sustainable product at that moment that you can create and then when you're ready to to scale that you have all that groundwork in place and also I think that and also the educational element with the garment I think is also I think they both go hand in hand for scaling um but yeah for me it's all about taking a step back figuring out each garment by themselves is it the most sustainable garment that we can create um if not what can we do to change it and then once it's ready to go and ready to scale then you have the perfect product yeah and sorry I don't want to say perfect because it's never going to be so far to go and yeah we're only we're only starting at our journey as well that's a really important point I think a lot of people like we're sustainable like you've just turned a laptop on you're using electricity you're not sustainable yeah yeah I think trying to be more sustainably minded yeah yeah exactly and what would you like to see the fashion industry as a whole do I mean this is a huge question but is there is there something you'd like to see in the short term and in the long term that the fashion industry should change I think a big part for me is transparency um, 
in the supply chain, transparency with who made the clothes, what the clothes are made of. I think we're seeing a lot, especially when it's coming to, to the sustainable marketing area where we're seeing like one percent of a collection one percent of the brand is focusing on this sustainable material and 99 percent of the brand is a polyester or a man-made fiber so I think for me I'd love to see more transparency and in that like change and I think it doesn't only come from consumers mindset and where they're purchasing the power of the pocket but I also think it comes from the big fashion houses making change and in that the price of even sustainable materials and everything like that will go down because there'll be more people purchasing them and then yeah I think it's just a huge circle and for me yeah I think the biggest thing is supply chain transparency. And penultimate question what is the most important thing to you in your business? I think honesty. I think for us you know, this isn't going to be an easy journey through sustainability. And as as long as we're honest with our consumers, um, I think that's a huge part of what we're doing. As long as we're educating, as long as we're inspiring, as long as we're doing the best that we can, I think that is a huge part for us as a fashion brand. That's really lovely. Yeah, it's just really interesting because everyone, and I don't know about you, but every day I'm a, another, not hurdle, but another thing that I haven't done yet. And I'm three and a half years in, I was like, oh yeah, okay, the learning curve is still really damn steep. and <laughs> It's great. and I love it. But I was like, I thought I'd know more by now, but I've learned a lot. But there's still so much more to learn. <laughs> so it's really interesting to get people's perspectives. I know. I feel like we're probably the worst as well, though. You never feel like, even though we might know so much, we never feel like we know enough. Do you know, like we're always probably pushing ourselves like I'm the exact same even when I get to one stage I'm like oh I actually have way more to learn I'm nowhere near where I want to be but yeah it's like you summit one little hill and there's the next and the next and the next and you get yeah. to there and you're like oh wow there's even more but I think when you're a founder you do, you love that in a weird sadistic a mindset, addictive yeah. way unfortunately it comes with it <laughs> comes the territory that's why we yeah. do it right thank you Ethan so much for your time today it's been fascinating chatting to you and a huge congratulations on everything you've done with your brand it's incredibly impressive because you have taken the hard road and I'm sure the planet will thank you for it so thank you oh thank you so much thank you for having me that's been beautiful if you'd like to contact Aoife you can find all of her details in the show notes along with a recap of the advice that she has so kindly shared thank you for listening to how to start up I hope these conversations offer you some confidence, encouragement and reassurance that you're on the right track. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd be so appreciative if you were to rate, review and subscribe as it will really help other people starting a company discover it. Of course, if you've got any questions at all on PR communications or podcasting, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me because at Fallowfield and Mason, we love supporting startups. <laughs>